Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm Carrick Butler, the pastor of Faith Christian Center. Thanks for tuning in today. We believe today's message is going to help you live this lifestyle of faith. It's going to empower you to live a life that makes Jesus famous wherever you go. Open up your heart. We know God has something special just for you. And we believe that as you listen to today's message, something good is going to happen to you. So listen up. I'll talk to you today at the end of our broadcast. Go with me to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. We'll start with verse 24. Notice what Jesus says here. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and, the, and great was the fall of it. And so, as we shared last week, if you're going to be stable in unstable times, you have to make sure you have the right foundation. If you're going to be stable in unstable times, you need to make sure you have the right foundation. And this foundation is not just the word of God. You know, a lot of the time at the church, you answer, well, what's the foundation? Jesus! What's the foundation? The word of God! But that's not what Jesus says here. It's when you look at it in the multiple gospels when he shares this, it's in the coming to him, hearing what he has to say, and then doing what he has to say. The foundation, go ahead and put it in the chat. It's number one, coming to him. Number two, hearing what he has to say. Number three, doing what he has to say. Number one, coming to him. Number two, hearing what he has to say. Number three, doing what he says. And this is not a one-time thing. You came to him once, you heard what he said once, and then you did what he said once. That's not what builds his foundation. This lets us know this is continual. This is not a one-time thing. It's continual. We continually come to God. We continually hear what he has to say. We continually do what he says. This is through our time in the word of God and our time of prayer. It is relationship and studying and applying the word of God. If we do this on a regular basis, we will have a strong foundation. Go ahead and say it out loud or put it in the chat. Say, if I do this on a regular basis, I will have a strong foundation. So this foundation is the word of God in your relationship with God and you coming to him, hearing what he has to say, and doing what he says. We gave you five things last week that I want to remind you of so you can stay stable during unstable times. Number one, you must resist Satan's attempts to cause you to doubt the word and remove you from the word. You must resist Satan's attempts to cause you to doubt the word and remove you from the word. Number two, you must resist Satan's attempts to cause you to question or doubt God's love for you. You must resist Satan's attempts to cause you to question or doubt God's love for you. Number three, you must resist Satan's attempts to cause you to believe that what you do for God is worthless. Number three, you must resist Satan's attempts 
to cause you to believe that what you do for God is worthless. Number four, you must take every thought captive and possess your emotions. You must take every thought captive and possess your emotions. He's like, what do you mean by that? We don't just let thoughts run rampant in our head. We take it captive. We say, no, that's not how I'm going to think. That's not my thought. I'm going to think in line with the word of God. And what we mean by possessing our emotions is not letting our emotions possess us. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and the control center of your emotions. You have emotions. Don't let your emotions have you. When you allow your emotions to have you, you'll make unwise decisions and lead yourself down an unstable path. Number five, get understanding. We'll get, dive into that a little bit more later. Number five, get understanding. There are some things that shake your life that aren't even attacks of the enemy. They may just be poor choices you made because you lacked understanding in a certain area. And as you get understanding, you become more stable and more established. We'll share about that in a little bit. But there's something I want you to focus on. Go to Ephesians chapter 6 before we get to more about understanding. Go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We'll start in, we'll start with verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the strategies of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all or having overcome all, as also translated, to stand. Stand there for. I want to draw your attention to stand. As a believer, you're called to stand. As a believer, you're called to be stable. As a believer, you're called to have such a stance that the enemy can't push you over. You're able to resist him and he flees, not him knock you down and you live in defeat. God has called you to stand. Go ahead and put that in a chance. Say, God has called me to stand. Yes, put that in the chat. If you're watching the place, we can put it in the chat. Say, God has called me to stand. And if God has called you to stand, that means you're able to stand. So don't let anyone tell you, don't let the culture tell you, other people tell you, there's no way you can make it in this time. There's no way you can be strong in this time. There's no way you can be stable in this time. You can stand strong. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, starting with verse 20. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. Now he which establishes us with you in Christ has anointed us is God who has also sealed us and give us the earnest of the down payment of the spirit in our hearts 
Moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul that to spare you it came not as yet unto Corinth, not for that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy. Notice this last phrase. For by faith you stand. For by faith you stand. And so if you're standing and you're stable and your stance is determined by your faith, you need to make sure you put your faith in the right place. Because if your faith is in your certainty or in your routine or everything going like the way you want it to go, then in this life you will be unstable. And one of the things we've seen in the last year and a half is revealed where our faith has been. Because when everything changed, routine was thrown off, people had to shelter at home, things closed down, industries dried up, all these things happened, and the world, the entire world was thrown into this situation. A lot of us that weren't just bothered or said, hey, you know, we're going to resist this and, you know, figure out what we do, how do we plan for the future. There have been a lot of believers who lost their faith because of the persecution or the affliction that came their way. Persecution is pressure brought by people, and affliction is pressure brought by circumstance. Remember in Mark chapter 4 that Satan comes for the word. And so there have been people who've been standing on the word, holding on the word, onto the word, but the pressure that came last year caused them to drop the word. And you have to analyze in your heart, did you drop something that God told you to hold on to? Now, when it talks about receiving the word, another way to say is catch. You caught it, but did you hold on? You know, when you're in different sports and you catch the ball, you're not supposed to catch it, just drop it. When someone is on the football field and they catch it, they may get tackled. Someone may be chasing them down to tackle them, but they can't just throw it away because of the pressure that's coming. If they want to score, if they want to advance the team forward down the field, they have to hold on to what they call. And too many of us have dropped the ball. Too many of us have let the word go because of the pressure, because of what came our way. But the thing is, you may have dropped it, but I'm telling you tonight, you can pick it back up again. And God is a God of restoration, and he's promised you restoration. He's promised you acceleration, and he's promised you victory. And so if you let go of one of the promises of God, of the already to you, yes and amen, pick it back up again. And hold on, and let nothing cause you to drop it. We have to be those who stand and hold on to the word God has told us. Now, Psalms 46.10 says it this way. Be still and know that I am God, and I will be exalted among the nations. Be still. That phrase, be still, in the Hebrew means leave off from your own attempts. Another translation says, stop striving, stop fighting. Leave off your own attempts or relax. How many miracles have we missed because we refuse to relax? How many miracles have we missed because when God told us to stand, we did everything but stand? How many miracles have we missed that when God told us to stand, do this, believe me for this, say this, act like this, and we did everything but what God said? What miracles have we missed? When there were times we were supposed to stand and see the salvation of the Lord like Moses proclaimed at the Red Sea. And because of the pressure, 
because of Pharaoh's army, because of the dauntiness of the Red Sea, we refused to stand and we wanted to run back to Egypt, run back to an old lifestyle, run back to what was comfortable. How many miracles and breakthroughs and manifestations of the goodness of God have we missed because we refuse to stand? We refuse to be still. I want to encourage you tonight, pick up the words you drop. Lay that foundation again. Come back to God. Hear what he has to say. Do what he says. Rebuild your life. It's time for you to rebuild and go forward. This world needs stable people. And the answer is in every believer who has Jesus in their heart. You can be stable when the world has gone tilt. You can be stable in unstable times. Go with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. I plan to end a little bit early tonight, give you some things to think about. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. We looked at the scripture a little bit last week in, in a previous series. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always excelling, always increasing in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, what you do for God is not worthless. Now, this phrase, be steadfast, means to stand firm. It means to be unmovable. And this word unmovable means to be firmly persistent. This word firm, unmovable means to be firmly persistent. We are to stand and be persistent. One of the ways you can measure your stability in these times is, are you holding steady? Are you still moving forward in what God calls you to do? Or have you backed up from it? Have you turned another direction? Sometimes stability just looks like being steady, and moving forward. It may be at a slower pace than you want. It may be in a delayed pace than you want. You may have a whole bunch of stuff resisting you, and you might be wanting to run, but at this pace, once everything's going on, you're just crawling. I want to tell you tonight, whether you have to crawl, jog, run, somersault, whatever you do, keep moving forward in what God told you to do. Even if there's something resisting you, even if there are things holding you back, even if there's things trying to stop your progress, keep moving forward. Go ahead and put it in the chat. Say, keep moving forward. Stay steady. Stay steady. That's what we have to be as believers. Stable. Steady progressing forward in what God has called us to do. Be steadfast. Be unmovable. Stand firm. Stay persistent. Keep moving forward. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 23. Look more about this understanding we mentioned a few moments ago.
Proverbs chapter 24, starting with verse 3. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3. Through wisdom is a house built, and by understanding is it established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. Through wisdom is a house built, and by understanding is it established, or made stable, or made secure, or made enduring. You establish yourself, you stabilize yourself, you make yourself secure and enduring through understanding. There's some things that happen in our life on a regular basis that are not always attacks to the enemy. They're results of decisions that we make, and we get bothered when we see the same thing again and again especially if it didn't come from the enemy. And we rebuke and bind and we think it was the enemy, but it's really just a result of our decisions. And it usually comes from a lack of understanding or a lack of knowledge. Didn't the prophet say in Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed or cut off for lack of knowledge. What in your life has not blossomed into what God wants it to be because of your lack of knowledge in an area? Which means you should do your own research and figure out what do you need to excel in this life? What does your body need? What, what is the amount of calories you should eat every day? What types of food work with your blood type, work with your body? What causes you to be able to do what God has called you to do? What type of exercise do you need to do to maintain your temple so you can go forward in the plan of God for your life? What changes do you need to make financially? What is the status of your budget? How do you need to manage or budget your time? How, what is the status of your relationship? Have you grown an understanding with your spouse or with your children, with your grandchildren, and those you're in covenant relationship with? There's a whole lot of things around you that you should research and grow an understanding so you can make yourself stable, secure, and enduring. But you say, Pastor, that sounds like work. That's exactly what it is. Work. And you have to put in the work. And it takes time. It's not putting in the work one day and thinking I'm good. It is consistent. If you want a foundation, if you want a life, a house that stands the test of time, you got to put in the work. Go ahead, put that in the chat. Say, put in the work. Go ahead, go ahead and say, whoever's watching with you, say, hey, I'm talking to you. Put it in the work. Go ahead and put that in the chat. Say, hey, I'm talking to you. Put in the work. If you want to be stable, you're going to have to put in the work. And some people, they'll blame things on generational curses. And not everything is generational curse, even though some of those do exist. It's just generational patterns. And they'll say, well, I'm seeing the same thing that I didn't like that my parents did, my grandparents, and why is this happening? That is the question. Why is this happening? So you need to do the research to figure out what you need to change. Because not everything is a generational curse or a demon even though those things do exist and do afflict families. Some things are generational patterns that must be broken, meaning you have to do something new. You can't do the same thing and expect different results. If you don't like the results you've seen in your life or in your family line, you need to change and do something different. You start with the Word of God as your foundation, and you research everything else and compare it to the Word of God. You can research every single expert. There's a lot of good information they have in a lot of subjects, but you never take information from anybody if it contradicts the word of God. So you must do your own research so you can grow an understanding and be stable. Be 
secure. Be enduring. Be steadfast. Be steady. Be firmly persistent. You know, in Ephesians chapter 1, let's go there real quickly. Because when you're doing all this research and all this study, you're like, oh, that's a whole lot of knowledge, a whole lot of information. How do I apply it? Wisdom is how you correctly apply knowledge. Wisdom is how you correctly apply knowledge. And notice this prayer is a prayer I pray for you every day. And I encourage you to pray for yourself and pray for your church family and pray for me. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 or verse 17. Pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding are being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above. So what you do is you personalize this prayer. So if I was praying it for me, here's what I would do. I said, Father, I pray that you, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of my understanding are being enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards me because I believe, according to the work of your mighty power which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in heavenly places far above all things and put all things under his feet. I would encourage you to pray for that, pray that for yourself at least three times a day. In the morning when you wake up, Sometime around noon in the afternoon and before you go to bed. Pray it on a regular basis. And then also pray it for your family. Pray for your church family. Pray for me. What happens? You grow in understanding and insight. Your spiritual perception will increase. You'll have all this information. And now you know because you've tapped into the spirit of God how to apply it. How to work it on a regular basis in your everyday life. Number six, and we'll close here. Number six, and we'll close here. Be a part of the community God has placed you in. Be a part of the community God has placed you in. You know, I've seen it so many times over my time in ministry and over my life just growing up watching, and I've even seen it in the last year, year and a half, that when things happen, some people, not all people, have a habit of trying to disassociate themselves from everybody. And go do something new. So, well, I'm going to stop everything. You know, I had a bad experience. I'm going to cut everybody off. And I'm going to go do something new. You know, you can look at those things. There's some things you probably do need to stop doing. But don't remove yourself from where God called you to be. Don't remove yourself from where God called you to be. Especially when it talks about being part of a community that God has placed you in. You know, Exodus 17, 12 says it this way. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat thereon, and Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on one side and the one on the other. And his hands were steady unto the going down of the sun. Why was Moses stable and steady in the situation when the battle was raging down below? Because of Aaron and Hur. And sometimes we're not as stable and steady in our lives it's because we've removed ourselves from Aaron and Hur. We're not honest with the Aaron and hers in our life. Oh, no, I'm good. Everything's fine. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hiya. I'm good. But with the people that are in your life, the people you have covenant relations with, your church family, have you opened up? Say, hey, can you pray with me on this? Or can you just pray about this? Or can you check up on me? 
Now, for the ones who desire friends, you need to show yourself friendly. And it's the same way, reach out to others that you know they could be struggling. Or even the ones, oh, no, they're strong. But, you know, I've seen this on social media. This one actually bears true. There's a lot of stuff on social media. Not everything's true. But this one bears true. Hey, check on your strong friends. Yes, even the ones who seem always stable, always strong, check on them. Say, hey, how you doing? Just thinking about you. I'm going to take some time to pray extra for you today. I appreciate your stability. I appreciate your strength. If you need anything, let me know. If we're going to be stable in these times, we can't be islands. We have to stand together. You can stand together even if you can't go over to each other's houses, even if you're sheltered in place, even in quarantine. You can still stand with people. With the technology we have today, you can still stand with people, whether through Zoom calls or phone calls, whether it's writing an old-time letter or writing an email, or is it through a text message. You can still stand with people even if you're distant. The way you do that is through your communication, through your love, and through your consistency. So I encourage you to check on others tonight. When in early, so have some time to reach out to people or plan who you're going to reach out to in the morning. Check on them. You know, as we're talking about this, God is bringing people to your heart. I want you to take that time tonight and pray for them. Because not only are we going to be stable in unstable times, we're going to help other people be stable and regain their footing if they've slipped. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you because you are good and your mercy endures forever. We thank you for the word and the encouragement and what we have access to. Father, I pray that you help us not just be hearers of the word, but to be doers of this word so we we'll be blessed in our doing. Give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for watching today. We hope today's message was a blessing to you that it empowered you to make Jesus famous in every area of your life. Hey, if you want to be a part of what God's doing here at Faith, you know, our vision statement is to ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. And we'd love for you to be a part. You can find out our different experience times and our different locations by going to FCCGA.com. If you want to give, you can text FCCGA to 73256. You can also go to FCCGA.com to give online and be a part of what God's doing here. We'd love to see you anytime you're in our area. We believe God has something good just for you. And anytime you come to our faith experience, we believe you will experience God and his plan for your life. So thank you for tuning in today. We'll see you next time.